It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, guys, to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It is your boy, Delonte Daniels and Ed Oliver. After a dub, but more importantly, Kristaps Porzingis is the newest Washington Wizard. Spencer Dinwiddie and Davies Bertans shipped out to Dallas. Kristaps Porzingis in a protected 2022 second round pick in for the Wizards, along with Aaron Holiday for cash considerations. And Montrez Harrell says goodbye and is headed to Charlotte for. Vernon Carey, the return of Ish Smith in a second round pick. This is an action-packed show, guys. Let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It is your boys, Delonte Daniel and Ed Oliver. I want to thank you guys all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Ed, I know the Wizards got a dub tonight, but man, Kristaps Porzingis, Spencer Dinwiddie gone, Davies Bertans gone, Montrez Harrell gone, Ish Smith back. <laughs> How are you feeling, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. It felt like Christmas when I saw some of those guys that were traded, to be honest with you. And I was very upset. So the day it started, because everybody was getting all antsy on Wizards social media, Wizards Twitter, we were like, Tommy, what's going on? It's 2 o'clock. Or it was basically like 30 minutes left before the trade deadline, and nothing was going on. Um, so the first trade was made, Montrez Harold to the Hornets for Vernon Carey, Smith in the second round pick. I was very upset. I was not happy with that trade at all initially. Of course, you know, I thought about it more and I was like, okay, this is an okay trade, but I did not think we we're going to trade for Porzingis. So when I first saw that Montrez trade, I was like, oh, I'm not happy at all. The next thing you know, I see, I get a notification or I think you messaged me saying that Spencer Dinwiddie and Davies Bertans were going to uh, Dallas. And I was like, okay, they're going to Dallas. I'm happy that we're getting rid of Spencer and, and, and Bertans. Um, who who we're going to get back in return? Next thing you know, somebody tweets. I think it was Mark Stein. He tweeted, Kristaps Porzingis. I was like, we really just fleeced the Dallas Mavericks for Kristaps Porzingis. We got rid of two bad contracts and brought in a productive player that can play at an all-star level. If he stays healthy in place, who is potential, the unicorn of Kristaps Porzingis, you know, he's averaging, what, 19 and 8 right now. 
Just got to stay healthy. He's averaging 1.7 blocks per game. Uh, right now, he's a little low with 28% from the three-point line, but Chris Stapps is a huge upgrade. It's kind of like it's kind of like a consolation prize for Sabonis. We struck out on Sabonis. We're bringing in Porzingis. This is a guy that can play. I think he can play really well next to Bradley Bill. I think he can do the pick and pop, pick and roll. A good finisher around the rim. He's seven foot three. He's like the tallest wizard we had. We've had since like George Mirasan and Manu Bowl. I think he's going to be a really good fit. The only thing is the injury concerns, um, and just the the we got to see how they fit because he didn't work out with Luca, so that is something to look at too. Um, and then also we can bring in other guys. So this is a move for next year if we're going to build around Bradley Bill, which we are. We have no choice. There was a report that said that we're not going to trade Bradley Bill. We already know Tommy Shepard, Telly says they want to pay Brad. So the best thing you can do is bring in talent. And Chris Epps, he brings in talent. He's going to bring in shooting. He's going to bring in scoring. You know he can hit turnaround jumpers. He can put the ball on the floor. He can dribble. He is a unicorn. He is an offensive. He is a offensive scoring stretch big that I think really can help Bradley Bill. I think they can be a good duo. And then you can just bring some shooters around them. You let Rui and Denny develop. The fact that we didn't have to trade Rui and Denny, we didn't trade any first-round picks. We just gave up Davies and we gave up Spencer. And that is a heck of a deal by Dom Tommy Shepard. Now, Tommy Shepard, he's not 100% off the hook because he did sign Spencer Dinwiddie. He did sign Davies Bertans. So those were bad, bad contracts that he brought in. He just had to put out some fires. And I thought he did a heck of, heck of a job putting out those fires by bringing, bringing in a good all-star level guy. Chris Porzingis, a 7-3 big that can shoot threes and stretch the floor. Um, Aaron Holiday, he traded him for cash uh, considerations for, for the, from the Suns. That was a fine trade by me. He got he got a second-round pick with the Trez deal. And then also Dallas sent us a second-round pick as well. So it's kind of like I don't know what he told Mark Cuban in, in the front office over there, but Tommy, he, he definitely got a steal right there. I, I, love, I love what he did uh, before the trade deadline. Yeah, I think I know they were saying Mark Cuban and Dinwiddie. Right. And I know yeah. they're both into the cryptocurrency yep. scene and all of that. So that's cool. That's great for us. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I think this trade was a win for the Wizards. I mean, getting off when you, when you get off two bad contracts and guys who just weren't producing for you, and you can bring back number one any kind of asset. But not just any kind, but the likes of Kristaps Porzingis, and like I like you said, the health concerns is is definitely there. It's definitely a thing for sure. I um, mean, he's currently hurt right now. What was it, a bone bruise? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's definitely a concern for sure. Can he stay healthy? That will always be the main question with Kristaps Porzingis. It's never a talent question. It's never a talent question. It's always just health. Can he stay healthy? Because if he's on the court, he produces. I'm I'm excited about it. You know, I'm definitely excited about the trade. I mean, I was at work when it happened. I mean, I, I thought some trades were going to happen. I didn't expect the likes of Christoph Sporzingas. I thought once the bonus was gone, I didn't think the Wizards were going to get Grant. I thought they were just going to move some bets, maybe do some consolidation trades. But this is as good as it gets for the Wizards, as, as good as they could have got. I mean, I don't know what more you could have asked for in return for the combination of Davies Bertans and Spencer Dimwitty. It's like you hear everybody who listens to the show, here's how bad we've been talking about them for like the last couple of months. So that I mean, that's a win within itself. Now, I will say Tommy Shepard cannot get into the habit of having to clean up his own messes by signing guys that ends up 
to be bad contracts and having to get rid of those said bad contracts that he signed these players to. He cannot let that become a habit. That happened with Ernie Grunfeld. But all in all, man, I'm really happy with it. So grade. Grade for this. Let me let me start. Grade for the Porzingis trade. Mm-hmm. Let's do individuals. Okay, so you uh, do a Latvian for a Latvian trade. And um, I, I got to give it an A, man. I wanted Dinwiddie out of I just wanted to move on from Dinwiddie. So, and, and the game tonight was kind of telling. It really was. We're going to talk about the game later, which is kind of not the most important thing uh, that happened today, of course. But the game tonight was kind of telling. You saw a ball movement, man. With Spencer Dinwiddie, you just didn't get that. You got grenades at the end of the shot clock, um, sidestep threes. He just wasn't himself. He was a shell of himself. Teammates not liking him. Um, nothing against Trez. It looks like there was a couple chemistry issues the issues there, fights with KCP, Dobby's fighting with Denny. Um, so just the fact that we had to, that we consolidated and got those bad contracts there. Now I know some of the mistakes that Tommy did make it may affect his grade as well, but I think getting Porzingis, I, I gotta give it a I gotta give it an A minus. The only bashing I will give it really is that Porzingis has been injury prone and we're, you know, we just brought in a guy who came off ACL injury and Dinwiddie. That's the only gripe I can have with, but honestly, I've really, I've been giving Tommy a hard time. I really have, you know, I had a tweet saying that he's been no better than Ernie. I might've overreacted a little bit just because of some of the signings he made with Dinwiddie and Bertans and um, some of the draft picks, you know, they haven't panned out to be good assets to bring in other, you know, teams kind of told us what our assets are because you know they took Tyrese Halliburton over some of the guys mm-hmm. that we had, but that's another story. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna give it an A, man. To get off, we we both thought Bertans was an untradeable contract. We thought we were gonna have to attach a first round pick just to move on from Dobby's Bertans. So the fact that you were able to trade Dinwiddie and Bertans for a productive player that can play at an All Star level that did make an All Star and Chris has Porzingis that you know was really good with the knicks and it was good still with the, with the mavericks but hasn't played up to the hype or to the expectations I, I, i'm gonna give it a i'll give it an a mm-hmm. yeah I, i'll give it an a too you know just looking out outside of you know tommy shepherd signed those contracts blah 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 i mean to get off two contracts that are bad and to get an all-star caliber player from it i mean albeit with risk risk potentially attached i mean it's a it's a win i don't see it as anything other than a win i think the wizards came out on top in this trade i don't know maybe maverick mavericks fans feel differently but i don't honestly like even if i was a mavericks fan i would have trouble viewing how stemwitty and bertans is really helping them become a better team when it comes to playoff time but that's just me. I mean, I could just be wrong. They could feel differently. I would give it an A too, 100%. I would definitely give it an A. Um, Montrez Harrell, and I guess you could throw in the Aaron Holiday trade. What's your letter grades for that? Uh, for Trez, uh, Aaron Holiday, I, I would. I'm fine with it. Uh, I wish we could get a pick back, or you know, maybe mm-hmm. Jalen. We don't really need Jalen Smith to be <laughs> honest. I, I would love to see him here. Vernon Carey. I'm not really intrigued to see him either. I know he was a second-round pick. He went to uh, Duke, and he was really good at at Duke as well, but I'm not really intrigued to see him. No knock against him. Um, I just think we have a lot of bigs already, and I want to see Gafford grow and, and develop, so I don't want to see any more bigs come in and take more playing time away from Gafford. We already got Thomas Bryant, too. Um, 
So that trade, the trans trade, I didn't like the return. Ish Smith, a Wizards legend. That's another point guard that can't really shoot the three. I know he can change the pace and push the pace and get other guys involved. Um, but I'm not really high on bringing back Ish. And I love Ish. No knock against Ish, but not really high on bringing him back. But I know we, we just had to unload Montrez. We just had to let him go. We did end up getting a second round pick. So I gave that like a B minus B plus. Um, mm-hmm. And then the the Suns grade, the Suns trade is just, I give it an A. I have no problem because you just had to let Aaron Holiday go. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Holiday is one of those you just, especially after Ish, you brought Ish in, you just looking to all flow Aaron Holiday. So, I mean, that's, you can say A, B, whatever you want to grade it. Uh, the Montrez Herald trade, I'd say this is like a B. You know, the return is, you know, A. But you got a second round pick out of it, so I'm fine with that. You know, for an expiring contract and trades, maybe some people feel like maybe they could have got more for him, but who knows? Uh, so A, we both agree. A for Porzingis. A or whatever you want to say for Aaron Holiday and the cast considerations, and B for B minus B plus for Montrezl Harrell trade. That was I think those are consistent grades right there. Um, of course, guys, always let us know. Add us on Twitter, YouTube section. Let us know how you guys feel about that as well. But before we talk about this Nets game a little bit, Ed, in that W, we do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, guys, it's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. So, Ed, before we get into talking about the next game really quick. I do want to ask you. So what would you say, what would your plan be for the wizards moving forward into next season? Do you want to kind of see them kind of mini tank, you know, your big Jane Ivy guy, mm-hmm. uh, how would you proceed with the rest of the season? It's a good question because I think, you know, Bradley Bill tweeted, he had surgery today. He was asleep the whole time. He probably knew this was going to happen. I mean, he talks to Tommy and, and Brad basically is the, the GM too. Mm. Um, so I, I think this this is a move that will make Bradley Bill stay. He was gonna probably gonna stay anyway, just because he knows he's gonna get that five year, two hundred forty two million dollar contract. But thinking about this too, in the big picture, we talked about them copying, you know, being a copycat league. It's a copycat mm. league now. They're copying the Bulls. They're copying um, kind of what the Raptors did as well. Um, 
but I, I would say kind of really the Bulls bringing like a Vucevic. So Porzingis is supposed to be our Vucevic. Bradley Bill is the Levine of the team or whatever. So they're going to build around him and do it that way. We just got to get a point guard. The Bulls got their Lonzo ball. We got to get our point guard that can shoot threes. They got DeMar DeRozan. I don't see how we can get a DeMar DeRozan. Maybe Kuz could be similar to that. He can shoot threes. He would be our small forward. The Bulls got a Caruso. So we just we just need another 3 and D guy. Or Rui and Denny could develop. They look really good tonight. Um, but as the future, for the rest of the season, um, in my team tank or just try to win games, of course, we'd rather, I'd rather get the highest pick. I'd rather get that lottery pick, especially looking at the draft. I love Jaden Ivey. He's my – I think he should be the first pick to draft. I like Jabari Smith is good. Chet Holmgren's good. Palo Bacaro from Duke is good. Um, there's some really, really good young talent out there. Um, but for the Wizards, excuse me, they need a point guard really bad. And, and I think Jaden Ivey fits, fits – he checks the box on everything. He can shoot threes. He can dunk on you. He can put the ball on the floor. He can go post to coast. He can defend. I think he would be a perfect match for the Washington Wizards. But honestly, wherever top five, if we get pick four, hopefully it's not pick nine. If it's like pick four, I think you just go BPA, you go best player available, um, get any of those guys, and they will help. I mean, like like I said with the Raptors, they ended up getting Scotty Barnes. They kind of took a tank here. The Warriors kind of took a tank year two. Got Kaminga, Moses Moody. Look at their young talent helping them right now. So I think there's an opportunity for the Wizards mm-hmm. just to bring in more talent. Or like we discussed before, if we get a really high pick, they might try and trade it for another star to pair with Bradley Bill and Porzingis and make it like a big three. I don't know who would be available. Maybe DeHonte Murray from the Spurs. I mean, there's just so many avenues to talk about. Just to answer your question, I went on a tangent. But I'd rather see, of course, the young guys play. I'm not going to call it tanking, but I would say just try to get positioned for the best pick in the draft. Just try to give yourself the best lottery odds. I'll say that. I'll answer it that way. Yeah, I agree. I think they should, you know, I, I want to see the young guys play, you know, fight like they did tonight. And if they lose, so be it. I'm not mad at it. I would like a good pick in the draft, too, because I think that can help. That, that can help you if you get a Jaden Ivy. Maybe you luck up and get the number one pick somehow, because I don't think they're going to have the worst odds. They're not going to beat out the Pistons or the Magic, I don't think. But, you know, that's possible. You never know. The Pelicans were like the ninth. They had the ninth odds or something like that right behind us when they got Zion and left up and got the number one pick. Mm-hmm. So it's always possible. You never know. I mean, getting a guy like Jaden Ivey, that really helps. Jabari Smith, I think, is going to be a really good player. He's already so good at, like, 19. Uh, it's a lot of young talent that can help the team. So I'm not saying tank, like, you know, just suck purposefully, purposefully but – you know, get the young guys in there, like Cassius Winston tonight. We seen him get some PT. Um, we're going to be talking about the game. But that's how I would go with it. You know, try to get the best player available, get the best possible lottery odds, and move, proceed from there, and see what you can do. Maybe you somebody becomes available like Murray, like you said. Maybe they're in, the Spurs are interested in getting that first-round pick for you from you. That's a nice top pick. And now you're looking at DeJounte Murray – who's a potential triple-double guy at the one, you know, and it works out like that. But who knows? But me and you are pretty much in agreement there for sure on the way, how the Wizards should progress with the remaining games of the season. What were, like, 29 yeah. left? 29 left? Not many left. Yeah, the, the last game of the year is April 10th. But one more guy I will add, too. Like, you look at the Cavs. They drafted Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. and you look how he really pushed them. I mean, they yeah. brought in Jared Allen, drafted Darius Garland the year before. 
And mm-hmm. not every rookie's gonna come in and just be on fire like yeah. an Evan Mobile or like a Scotty and he, Barnes. And they were top picks. Right. They were top five picks. But this draft, it looks like you look you watch Jay Ivey, you watch you watch Ben Carroll from Duke, you watch mm-hmm. AJ Griffin from Duke, you watch so many guys, Chet Holgram. These guys can help. They will help. And I think mm-hmm. they could have a Scotty Barnes or a uh, Evan Mobley uh type impact. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think you try to get those. You try to get them best lottery odds, man, because there's some talent down there that can help your team going into next season, whether it's through trade or whether it's through playing on the court, because they're just talented. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the Nets game, guys, we do have a message from our friends. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Like my Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, hope, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. At Bill Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Bill.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. All right, D, so what were your main takeaways from the dub tonight? The energy level. Um, The guys look different. And looking at post-game comments, KCP said the vibe was different tonight. It's an exact quote. And you could tell that the vibe was different tonight. Uh, He also said that player egos were to blame for why the Wizards' initial roster this season was not successful. He says Mm -hmm. that the players were complaining about roles in minutes. And, I mean, you could tell. We've been saying it. Guys look like they didn't even like each other. They were fighting each other more than they were fighting the opposition. It just looked bad. I mean, Bradley Bill doing his one-on-one 
with Chris Miller. He said there's egos and agendas, and it was just nasty. It was ugly. Things needed to be moved. Guys needed to be moved, and it seems like they moved those guys who were potentially the problems out of the locker room. You know, so the the team looked fun. They looked like they was having fun, and they looked like they were vibing out tonight, man. And I can see it through the screen. And the energy in the arena was was great tonight. So that's definitely my main takeaway right there. The vibe was 100% different. Yeah, 100% agree with you on this. I mean, you can see West even in the interview on the sidelines when the B reporter from the team, from TNT interviews West, like in between the corner, his face just looked brighter. He looked happier. I mean, it, there obviously was something going on in the locker room, like KCP said. We already know that. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of egos. Some guys just really weren't listening to him at all they tuned him out kind of like kind of like he did he did lose some of the guys in the locker room he really did mm-hmm. and it looks like all these guys are buying in they're listening denny wants to learn and listen uh rui wants to learn and listen kisper even though he didn't shoot the ball well he had a lot of effort you know he was there mm-hmm. on the double team on Kyrie at the at the last play of the game that we barely let them get a shot off for that three they airballed a three i mean i know we all wanted them to foul i know you wanted yeah. them to foul on that last shot but <laughs> Just the effort and ball movement and just having their hands in the passing lane, um, it was refreshing. It was different. I mean, seven guys in double figures, 29 assists tonight. Um, Kyle Kuzma, first career triple-double. Um, I love the hustle. Thomas Bryant provided good minutes. Neto provided – Anthony Gill provided good mm-hmm. minutes. So he, he might be my X factor, to be honest with you. He's a guy that never gets plans. Like Cassius Winston, you brought him up earlier. He, did, he hit a three. I mean, it was a team effort. Kyrie, of course, he did whatever he felt like doing sometimes. But, you know, we threw multiple guys at him. Denny guarded him. Denny played at the point guard position as well, too. But I guess just in a general take on the game, like I said, like we both said, just ball movement. Everybody ate tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, 29 assists. I want to see how many turnovers. We had 12 turnovers, which is not bad at all. Um, and the ball didn't stick. 46 points in the paint as well. Um, once again, kind of average from the three-point line. So that didn't really matter. But once again, bench points and um, – some guys in, in double figures. It was it was just talent. Ball movement. When you play hard, you communicate on defense and move the ball. It doesn't matter about the talent level, but when guys are, you know, working as a unit, they kind of show tonight. Yeah, 100 percent I mean, I enjoyed watching them, and I think a lot of fans enjoyed watching them for the first time in a little while. You know, I didn't want to turn the TV off and I wasn't sick of looking at them. So that's really good. I think I'm happy that the young guys. Got to play. The only thing I would say is I wish Rui Hachimura was in their closing, in that closing lineup. I wish he was out there. But right. Anthony Gill, I mean, he was out there playing hard, 15 points. I think that's a career high for him. Mm-hmm. He played really well. Rui Hachimura was having a really good game. Denny Avdia had a really good game. I think he went on like a personal 7-0 run. He had like a, a off-the-dribble midi or something like that in there. I mean, he played really well. It was nice to see Cassius Winston to get some minutes. I, I I don't remember the last time I seen him on the court getting some NBA minutes, even if it's it was in garbage time. You know, um, Howell Neto had a really good game. He had one of those games where he was playing really good. Um, Corey Kispert didn't shoot the ball well at all, but he had six boards. So getting on the boards, that's what you like to see. He was a plus 10. I know some people don't care about that plus minus. Then Kyle Kuzma, first triple-double in his career. Didn't have to yell at a teammate about not shooting the ball tonight. You know, he got it done 15, 13, and 10. So I'm happy for him. Um, and he got it in a dub. So I know that's even better for him, man. It was a good – the shot distribution was good. They moved the ball. 
it was it was a nice all around team win tonight. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. everybody eats. It was a good showing on on TNT. Um, I love how Denny he made a hook shot with his left hand on Kyrie Irving. Yes, he had a one. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there? This is this is what we talked about. They can try things, and if they make mistakes, it's kind of like who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, let Rui go out there and make some mistakes. Let Denny go out there and make some mistakes. Experiment. Let him run the point guard position. Let him get better using his left hand dribbling the ball. So that, you know he doesn't have to worry about somebody benching him or you know taking him mm-hmm. out of the game. Denny had 32 minutes tonight. Uh, Rui had 22 minutes tonight, which I don't think was enough. Uh, yeah, kind of like right. you were saying. Uh, I thought he could have played more, and we played – how many guys did we put in that? One, two, nine. Nine guys, yeah, instead of playing 12, 13, trying to yeah. showcase guys. I'm mm-hmm. so happy I don't have to hear that showcase word anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just happy. And, and it's crazy because we talked about the showcase, and then they showcased terribly. And we Tommy mm-hmm. was still able to – you know, Bertans was a DNP, like, mm-hmm. what, 10 games in a row or, or five yeah. games in a row before the trade deadline, and we were still able to move him. To the Mavericks, Spencer Dinwiddie, his shooting percentages were like 20% from the field. And we were trying to showcase him. And Montrez was probably the best out of the showcasing. So, yeah, I do have to give Tommy some – like 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 we both said, Tommy started the fire. But mm-hmm. he was able to, you know, bring out the fire hydrant or bring out whatever and, and take the flames out. But, yeah, all, all around good win. I have nothing bad to say about the guys. Um, except for some of the, some of the rebounding and, and letting Blake Griffin get some easy buckets. That's like mm-hmm. the only negative I'll say. I thought we let them get a little. Um, and then the refs, the um, it was an foul, offensive foul on right. um, Howanetta, but that was right. terrible. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was awful. And then I think Blake inbounded it fast, or something happened, and Wes right. didn't get a chance yeah, to challenge yeah, it because yeah. it would have been an easy overturn. Yeah, and then the Cam Thomas was kind of debatable where he flailed his leg out. Casey, mm-hmm. kind of like ran like next to him. So I, I thought that was kind of some questionable calls from the ref. But that's like the only negative thing I have to say about the game. Yeah. I mean, all in all, good win. <laughs> you know, I think it was a good win for the guys. Um, They low-key could go, I mean, potentially on a mm-hmm. little streak. I mean, they yeah. got the Kings next. Mm-hmm. Um, After the Kings, they have Detroit, winnable. Indiana, winnable. Um, Brooklyn, depending on what's going on there. Yeah. possibly winnable again. So it's it's definitely some games where you look at it and it's not like, oh, yeah, that's an automatic L. They got an opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, get a couple wins, possibly win a two in a row or so. So that's good. That's I mean, that's all we want to see. The young guys go out there. The young guys hoop. The guys play with effort, play with energy, and they look, you know, revived tonight. They look mm-hmm. revived. So it was a really good showing. Trade deadline craziness. I mean, got a dub to end the night. I'd say it was a a dub in general for the Wizards today. A dub in general. A dub in the game and a dub in general for the trade deadline as well. Double dubs for the Wizards today, I would say. Right. Um, yeah, it was a good day for the Wizards. I don't know if it's a 50% off um, Papa John's or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, if I had to do um, – and then they played the Spurs too, who, who have a – they have a losing record. So, for the people who do want to tank – it might be a little harder than what people think because, yeah, the, the Kings are 21 and 36. The Pistons are 12 and 43. The Pacers are basically in tank mode, too. They don't want to win. Um, and the Nets, we play the Nets at the Nets. So, yeah, like you said, we don't know who's going to be there available. Kyrie won't be available because it's a game in Brooklyn. And then the Spurs, too, they're 20 and 35. So this actually is an opportunity for the Wizards to win 
a couple of games here. Um, looking at the standings too, we are uh, we're one game out of the playing spot. Like I said, I'm 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 team get the better pick. Mm-hmm. But if, if the young guys go out there and win, I'll, I'll be happy for the young guys. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and before we end it all, player of the game, X Factor. I'm gonna go with Kuz getting the triple dub. Got to mm-hmm. give it to him for his first career uh, triple double. And then X Factor is tough. I mean, you could go with Neto. Um, you could go with Denny. You could go with Anthony Gill. And that's the good thing about this team win. There's multiple guys. Everybody, this is a, this is multiple guys that could be the X Factor. Where the last couple of games we've been blown up by thirty, and we're just like, yeah, we're just not going to do it. But mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um, Anthony Gill because he doesn't get a lot of shine. You know, so I'm going to mm. give him some credit, a guy that he's been collecting DMPs because, you know, he's just, you know, he's our last man on the rotation. So for him to step up and be ready to play, I got to give him his credit, um, 15 points. And I thought he gave, played pretty well defensively, too. Yeah, I, I got the same exact thing as you. I got Kyle Kuzma, obviously, first career trip dub player of the game for him. I'll give him that credit. And then X Factor is Anthony Gill, like you said, because he don't get a lot of shine. That's not a guy we talk about often. It's not a guy we talk about a lot. So he came off the bench, Gafford and protocols. I mean, he put in work. So I definitely X Factor 100%. I'll give to him career high in points for him. So it was a good day. Good day for both of those guys, Kuzma and Gail. But guys, once again, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Best, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Well, guys, double dubs, dub trade deadline, dub in a game. And I think it's safe to say we can end it all for the dub, my man. End it all for the dub. (laughs) Yes, sir. Thank you guys for watching. Listen, make sure you guys sub up on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.